It's time for a new adventure. Welcome to Adventures in Business, a podcast dedicated to the voices of today's entrepreneurs. Adventure is not just an action, it's an attitude. We will broaden your horizons and understandings of what it's like to be a working person today in this moment of time on this planet we call Earth. Welcome back to another episode of Adventures in Business. This is your co-host, Amy Zander with ZD Media, and I'm here with Lisa Fisher. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm doing great, Amy. We are, depending on when you're listening, coming to the end of the year, working through all the holidays and, and just getting ready to plan what does 2023 look like? How about you? Yeah, uh, same. And I know you've been doing a lot of goal setting meetings with different organizations and things like that. I got my goal setting with you in uh, back in uh, early November. So I feel pretty set for 2023. Uh, so I'm doing really good. And I'm excited about our guest today because the services and offerings that she has are going to be great for anybody starting out the new year with a bang and a healthy way for your mind and body and spirit. So Lisa, why don't you tell us who we've got today? Fantastic, Amy. We have Carly Carberry with Sovereignty Alchemy. Carly actually focuses on helping people find their journey towards personal freedom. She creates a space for people to connect back to their joy, peace, and presence. And she uses her training as a yoga teacher using breathwork and meditation to help people dive in deeper within themselves. I'm super excited to learn more about Carly. So Carly, welcome. How are you? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited for this conversation. Tell us a little bit more about Sovereignty Alchemy. What exactly is it? So Sovereignty Alchemy is kind of my labor of love. It has been born from my background as a yoga teacher. I have such a deep love for the practice, but I know there's so much more to it than just a physical practice. So I have created a business that is built off the philosophy of yoga. And I use physical practice along with breath work and meditation to help to use these practices to bring people into a higher realm of consciousness. And from there, they're able to tap into their power and move through the world in just a higher and clearer way. Yeah, I do this through things like personalized experiences such as Reiki. Um, I teach courses, I do retreats, all sorts of things. So how did you get introduced to this topic yourself? I have been practicing yoga for the last four or five years. I traveled to Thailand to become a yoga teacher and travel is just something that's very important to me, just seeing and getting to know the world better. From there, I went to Mexico for a month in the winter of 2021, I believe. And that was when I really like started teaching yoga. And I realized that I wanted to have the ability to just go all over the world and help people connect to themselves. So share a little bit about your experience in Thailand. I went March of 2020. Um, so I was there for about five days and then the world started shutting down due to COVID. 
which I'm very grateful for because it really taught me to go inward and really just like find my inner peace while the world was in chaos. Yeah, I was there for a month and a half just learning and practicing yoga. And yeah, the rest has just unfolded from there. Did you end up staying there longer than you had planned because of COVID? I did. I was supposed to be there for a month and I was stuck for two weeks. My friends that I was there with are from India and Argentina and they were stuck for two months. So I was very fortunate to only be stranded for two weeks. Awesome. So what, why Thailand? What, what is it about Thailand that that's where you went for your training? It felt very important to me to learn the practice in an Eastern culture. I think there's a lot of benefits to the Westernization of yoga, and I'm very grateful that it's here in the United States, but I really wanted to get a more traditional teaching under my belt. That feels very important to me. And so, yeah, I picked Thailand. Um, A friend of mine showed me the training, like, years before I even knew I wanted to be a teacher. And she was like, I feel like you'd love this. And I never was able to let go of it. I looked at trainings all over the US, other places in Thailand, and that one just like stuck with me. What would you say would be the significant difference between Eastern and Western training? I feel the difference is, is that in Eastern cultures, such as, um, There's a lot more religious philosophies such as Hinduism or Buddhism. And that's where those cultures are where yoga stems from. So it felt important to me to be immersed in cultures where yoga is something that is commonly practiced and is more traditionally used. Whereas in the West, it's something that has been brought over. So I wanted to really get fully immersed in the culture and just the tradition of it all. You know, you're, you said your friend introduced this to you before you became an instructor. Why? Why did you choose? Because we often like to know the purpose behind somebody's venture that they're on. Why did you choose to do this? I found yoga. Well, actually to rewind, I had never practiced yoga. I was in college. I was severely depressed. I felt very disconnected from my purpose. And for whatever reason, I just would like say that I wanted to drop out of college and just become a yoga teacher, having never practiced before. And then from there, I started like, I took one class, really enjoyed it, took another like maybe half a year, a year later. And then I found a studio in the area and I started doing work exchange there. So I had the ability to take classes. And for the first year I worked there, I wasn't even taking classes. I feel like I just wanted to be around the community. And I worked there for another year and that's when I started practicing. And then from there, I went and did my yoga teacher training. So it kind of built and had this pull on me that I wasn't sure what it was, but my soul was just being drawn to it. And yeah, the rest has just unfolded. I love that story. I feel like I came to marketing in sort of a similar way. I had, I owned a couple different businesses and I did this and that, but it always, 
everything I did had something to do with, with marketing and writing and that kind of thing. And then when I opened my business, I was like, oh, I feel like this is what I had been working towards all this time, but without knowing it sometimes. I love so, that. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it always has a way of piecing itself together. And when you follow that pull, it's like one step unveils itself and then you take another and it just continues in front of you. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about these retreats that you do. So I just started, this is something that I, again, have like had a dream of doing for years and I wasn't sure what it even looked like. So in May, I had a friend reach out to me and she was doing a divine feminine workshop and she wanted me to come teach yoga at it. So that was like the kickstart. I was a day retreat and we all gathered. I taught yoga and we did meditations, journaling, and just came together as a group to connect. And that is kind of what kickstarted this passion of mine. I had my first um, official retreat in September on Big Bear Lake in Lewiston, Michigan. It was a weekend retreat filled with nine women. And we just spent the weekend together, again, connecting, practicing yoga, breath work, meditation, energy work, and just creating a space for women to come together and create that safe space to just show up as we are. And I think that's the most beautiful and powerful part about my retreats is it just creates that space for women or whoever decides to come to just come and have put their hearts out on the table and show up as they are. And yeah, I have another retreat coming up January 21st and that will be in Lansing and it'll be another day retreat of just a group of people coming together to let their hearts shine. So in this part of the, uh, the show, since you mentioned an upcoming event, Tell our listeners how they can get a hold of you or find out more information about you and what you do. Sure. The best way to get a hold of me is at this point on Instagram, you can follow my business page, which is Sovereignty Alchemy. And there will be a link to sign up to the event in the bio. Okay. So at this time, are you doing most things through Instagram? Do you have like a website or an email address? Um, I have an email address, no website at the moment. My email is sovereigntyalchemy at gmail. Perfect. And of course, we'll have those links to those in the show notes for anybody who wants to find them there. Thank you. Very much. When you have these retreats, there's a lot of vulnerability for people to come and show up as they are. Are these groups of people that already know each other? Are they strangers coming together? How do you help people get through that vulnerability just so that they can be their authentic selves as they go through this this process? That's a beautiful question. I love that. The retreats are usually, it's a mix of people. Some people know each other. Some people just hear about it through word of mouth or the internet and just feel called to show up, how the vulnerability and the safety to do so is often created is a mixture of different things. I always start by raking the space and creating a bubble of white, healing, loving energy. So when people step into that space, you just kind of feel that warmth. And then it's often followed by breath work. So 
most powerful aspect of breath work for me is it allows the person to step out of their mind and move into their body um, by helping to regulate the nervous system. So when the nervous system is regulated, the body's in homeostasis, which allows the person to be in that flow state. And when you're in the flow state, your heart is open and you feel safe. And when you're safe, you feel able to be seen who you are. So when everyone is feeling that way, then that just ripples. And then everyone in the space just feels that safety to just show up as they are. What does a post, right? How do how you attend a retreat? Maybe it's a one day retreat. Maybe it's a couple of hours or a weekend, whatever that might look like. Yeah. How does somebody take this practice and implement it in between retreats, right? Before they get to come to you next, just to keep that peacefulness, that energy, that rest ongoing. Yes. This is what I call the integration period. So what often happens is people will leave the retreat and maybe a few days, a few weeks, a few months later, there's what I call downloads that occur and people will just be moving through their lives and have moments of clarity, release, peace, just these waves of emotion that wash over them where it's like a layer is shed. How the practices are often used after are the journal prompts that we use can be taken. Things like mirror work can be practiced in the safety of your home. Same thing with the breathwork practices. They're always like very basic, so very simple practices that someone can use just in their daily routine. That's a big proponent of my work is I like to really start at the basics to make it very tangible for people and to be able to take the practices and incorporate them into their everyday lives. I love that. You know, years and years ago, I was before iWatches were a thing. I'm sitting at a, a meeting next to this gentleman and he's playing with this watch. And I said, what are you doing? <laughs> and he said that, that it's a watch that reminds him to breathe. Mm. And, you know, so it was going off and somebody was overhearing our conversation. And they're like, you need to be reminded to breathe. Share with us what is the value, right? Tell, tell people what the experience is in, in this type of breathing. Well, if you just stop for a moment right here and right now, and you bring your awareness to your chest or your heart space, and you just begin to notice how it's moving with each breath, you'll notice that each inhale, it might just slightly move and then lightly releases. However, if you take another deep inhale and you fill the belly, the rib cage, and the heart, and you fully expand the breath, and then you fully exhale, letting all of the breath go, you notice that this sense of calmness begins to wash over you. And the difference between that is, is our normal state of breath is often very restricted, which then communicates to the body that we don't feel safe, which then allows us or doesn't allow us to show up authentically because we feel like we're not safe, like we need to protect ourselves. So when you're able to take that moment, that one breath to fully expand 
into fully exhale releasing, you create that safety in your body to bring yourself back to your center, back to your peace, reminding the body to fully breathe because really we don't do that. And so it creates that reminder to come back to yourself, come back to your center, find your peace and just continue to implement that into every moment, right? And it's those gentle reminders that I think are the most powerful because even myself as a breathwork teacher, I don't breathe like that all day, every day. But having those simple reminders brings me back to that. And again, is the practice of yoga, meditation, all of it, which brings you from your external world and brings you back to the internal world and yeah, just creates that peace within yourself. The listeners, I hope you rewind, go back a little bit. And as she was explaining, do the breathing. I found myself doing the breathing as you Oh, I was too. I, yeah, I was too. I was like, oh, I wasn't breathing that deeply. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. As Amy said. Three times even, you'll feel a world of difference. Right. Well, it, go, it always goes back to like, you know, if, if, a, if a little kid is all upset and you say, just breathe, just breathe. Or you tell people to breathe. And we, we know these things. We just don't do them enough. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So Carly, are you teaching yoga regularly in the Lansing area right now or have something like that coming up? Yeah. So I have, I took a moment uh, stepping away from my physical practice, but I am transitioning to a new place, which will be called Oralite, and that will be in Perry, Michigan. And I will be hosting classes out of that space. And then I'm always available for private sessions. Okay. So in a private session, you mean like one-on-one or for a group or something like that, or some of those retreats and things that you were talking about? Exactly. Yeah. It's a personalized experience. So whatever the person is looking for, it can be done virtual or in person, depending on where someone's located, but I'm based out of the Lansing area. Okay. I always have so many questions, but can you please explain to the listeners just a little high summary of Reiki? You mentioned that earlier, both in your introduction, as well as um, getting a space ready. Can you please explain that? I would love to. Reiki is something that is very dear to my heart. I am a kundalini Reiki master, which means that I use the earth energy. How it works is we all have this frequency around us. You know, it's if you're walking through the woods, let's say, and you close your eyes and you take that moment to just absorb the energy of the forest and you feel so at peace and so grounded, that is the energy I work with. Therefore, my yoga classes, my breath work, meditation, all of my experiences incorporate Reiki, which means that I have gone through a training and I am attuned to this frequency, which means I can then transfer it to others. And what it does is it brings each energy center within the body back into harmony. So as we move through our life, a lot of things can throw us off kilter, off balance, and this energy helps to bring it all back to balance. And yeah, I pull it up through the earth and transfer it to others. And you feel that in the space and in the interactions that we have. 
I thought it was so amazing to be in a room with you. Uh, <laughs> we so be doing this in person. <laughs> I've had a lot of cool experiences where people will be like, oh, this energy just felt so different. Or like, I felt so at peace. And they have like no awareness even of what Reiki is. I had a yoga class one time in a park and I did a Reiki bubble over the space and I envisioned like a big white bubble surrounding us. And the I didn't, it wasn't like communicated. It's just like something I incorporate. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the session, like three of the women that were in my class were like, oh, I just felt like we were like in this bubble of white light. I was like, oh, you don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so it's really cool to see how people pick up on that in their own way. And that's the beauty of Reiki to me is it's always just something that people can receive if they feel willing and open to do so. And as I always say, take what serves you, leave what doesn't. Yeah, I love that. I love that. What are you excited about moving forward? I am very, very excited about hosting more retreats and just spaces for people to come and gather. You know, within the last few years, I feel like we have very much just been separated from one another and very isolated. And I feel very passionate about creating experiences for people to come together and feel safe and supported and just showing up as they are and shining their light on the world. It's beautiful. Yeah, I think it's well-timed too. I've seen a lot of sentiment um, online and social media and just in person talking to people. And I don't think that it's just because it's this time of year. People are truly in general feeling really worn out, exhausted, worn out, tired. I know some of that has to do with the frequencies of the earth and things like that that are going on if, if you're into that kind of thing. But I was just reading this article about how we all could should, should kind of give ourselves a break for feeling worn out because of what we've been through in the last two to three years. And it just kind of seemed like one thing after another. And then once the most danger of the pandemic was over, everybody kind of felt like this hustle to get back to everything normal, right? And we put a lot of pressure on ourselves that way. So that was like a whole nother stress that we were dealing with. And that just kind of feels like it's caught up with all of us. So if you're out there and you are just feeling unusually burned out, stressed out, whatever, you know, understand why, just know that you're not alone. And as a, as a culture, I think we're all kind of feeling this. And so maybe instead of starting out that, you know, January new year's resolution, like I'm going to go to the gym and I'm going to do all these things and whatever, maybe some breath work, some yoga, some kind of um, stress management and, and, and coming into touch with yourself might be a gentler way to start off the year on, on all these minds and bodies that are tired. Right. Yes. I think that's such a beautiful point. And just like in general, the society we live in is very hustle motivated, where we always feel like we need to be like doing things and grinding. However, in my opinion, when you're doing that, you're more so forcing things to happen. Whereas when you can create these practices to just find more peace and relaxation in your everyday life, then you create that openness in that space for these things that you're wanting to create to come in. I've really noticed that in my own experience and the more that I just like surrender and let go, that's when all of these like opportunities and experiences begin flooding in. 
But when I'm like hustling and trying to force things, then I'm just like burnt out and just kind of like going against the stream. So yeah, that's a beautiful point. And I really hope people receive that because I think we all need that permission, excuse me, that permission slip to really like step back and just like slow down. Well, and, and that's just it. We need to make ourselves a priority because if we're not taking care of our minds and bodies, what's going to happen to our businesses? What's going to happen to our families if we're not there? I often say we can't give what we don't have. And if you're drained constantly or that burnout or overwhelm that, you know, everybody's been experiencing, you know, we, we, can't serve others, right? We can't fulfill our purpose when we're run down. So absolutely. You can't pour from an empty cup. Ah, all right. Is there anything that we have not asked you that you would like to share with the listeners? I don't believe so. I think we have covered like a lot of the basics that I really just feel passionate about sharing with the world. And yeah, just like creating that space for people to find that peace and that stillness in their everyday lives and to just be able to come back to themselves. And again, like we talked about, like be able to give back to themselves so that they can give back to others because it can't work in the opposite way. You have to give to yourself first. Well said. We appreciate that. The ladies and gentlemen, you can't pour from an empty cup. So I strongly encourage you to look Carly up, maybe attend one of her retreats if you get an opportunity, but slow down, take a step back and just remember to breathe. Yeah. Going through the next couple of weeks, through the holidays, through the new year, step back, breathe. It's okay. Yeah. Everything doesn't have to be perfect, right? Yeah. It'll all work out exactly as it's supposed to. That's right. (laughs) Carly, thank you so much for being on our show. This has been great. This is our last show of the 2022 season before we take a couple weeks break and head back into 2023 and see you then. So I think this is a great way to end this fantastic season we've had in our podcast and to tell everybody happy holidays, happy new year. And um, we, we, we wish you well through this uh, busy season. Breathe, like we said, and we'll see you uh, next January. Uh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for just being two powerful women who are holding the space for other people to come and show their gifts. I really appreciate this space and you taking this time to shine light on what I have to offer. Very, very grateful for this time. Oh, thank you. We appreciate you saying that. We're grateful for you too. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being here and cheers to everybody to a wonderful 2023. Absolutely. And to our listeners, thank you so much for being with us, staying with us this year in 2022. We hope you have a great holiday season. Uh, We hope that you go out today and have a fantastic day. And as always, make it an adventure. Grab your passport and join Lisa and Amy as they interview a huge variety of today's professionals. You can discover Adventures in Business at ZediaMedia.com or find it at your favorite podcast source. If you'd like to be a guest at our show, we dare you to go to ZediaMedia.com. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A-M-E-D-I-A.com and sign up.
This is a Xenia Media Production.